Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Kip McMillan, who couldn't be more likable and genuine if he tried. Kip and I chat about his journey from hard rock bands to theater musicals, why it's important to be open to the expertise of others, and along the way, he warmly and enthusiastically sings the praises of his peers. On with the show. Oh, welcome, Kip hey, McMillan, to Sardia Famous. <laughs> Yay! So the first thing I I'm so excited. Yay! I you're I can feel your energy and make it be excited. Um this is purely <laughs> selfish, but I love love your first name. And I just wanted to ask, like, is that Thank your you. given name or is that a nickname? Yeah, that was the cruelty of my parents. Oh. Uh <laughs> I when growing up, I, I most of my it's funny side story is that my most of my family is all uh, one syllable names. So I'm surrounded by my dad, Bob, my man, my mother, Jan, my sister, Jen, my uncle, Pat, my uncle, Tom, cousin, Pat, um, my grandparents, Bob and Ann. Like, why did I get the odd one syllable one? But everyone know remembers me. And that's fine, even though I'm terrible with names. <laughs> do you think uh, do you think it suits your personality having the different name? I think so. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It, it just, it's one, one other little aspect. Let me stand out in this, in this crazy world and stuff. And like I said, people remember me and, and I, I run into people all the time. I even, I, for some reason at 48, my face hasn't changed that much, even with a beard. And <laughs> well, so maybe, it's a, yeah, it's nice to be remembered. Maybe, maybe mom and dad saw that. They looked down at you and they're like, mm, this one's going to shine. We need something <laughs> with some pop to it. I Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't want to forget to ask that. Like all day, I've been like, okay, don't forget, don't forget, and we barely even hit record. And I'm like, tell me about your name. Tell me everything. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, super super chill format. Um, typically, what yeah. I start with is I'll talk about how I've worked with someone. I am exhausting the people that I've worked with. Yes. Because I was too scared to ask people who I hadn't worked with. Um, that's why it's taken me a while to ask you. Um, so you and I, we haven't even had a conversation. No, no, but even... I've enjoyed your work. Like I saw it, I'm like, okay, who the heck is that? Like <laughs> it, it's, I love, I love it when certain people have stood out in the theater and, and just popped. And that's something that you've done. And, oh. and I, I, I hope I ha I've had the opportunity to do in the, on the stage too, just to pop a little bit and make people go, Oh, cool. Look what that person's doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your name definitely helps that. It, uh, <laughs> it gives that extra little bit of pizzazz that, you know, a person to make a person stand out. I am so flattered. Uh, if someone compliments me at the beginning one of these shows, I end up all befuddled. So uh, <laughs> just bear with me. There's a lot of verbal diarrhea um, yes. with uh, the benefit of, of editing. Can you hear my cat? He is. I can. He is having. He's rolling in the catnip. Like my brother and sister got kicked out, so I'm just gonna bask in all its glory. Uh, so I apologize for him. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so anyways, so tell me how you got involved with with the theater. <laughs> well, uh, to reference uh, your first guest, Mr. Jay Peckham, is, uh, he, uh, he's entirely responsible for this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Going even further back, um, well, Jay and I are like, we've been friends for many, many years, and... Uh, Prior, uh, even before we became friends, I, I got I, in college. I went through for broadcasting, so I went through for uh, radio, television, film. I did a lot of TV work, 
so I had a bit of a background, but didn't get into the field and stuff. But then I'm going to say it was, uh, I want to say it was 2011-ish uh, that he was doing. He was uh, just took on, taking on a directing of a show called Vampire Heart. And it was a unfortunate dis- debacle when uh, oh. the director got fired and there was constant rewrites. It was a, it was a really difficult show for everybody. And uh, he had taken it over with, uh, along with a couple other people to stage it again. And every year on uh, Halloween, we'd take the kids around to Sherwood Village and take them around trick-or-treating. Well, <laughs> that was a three-hour conversation of him telling me about all of this and what was going on in the end he after i'm not kidding three hours (laughs) he says to me he says so uh i need some experienced people to help me out backstage can you help i said you had me in the first two minutes but but, you know i was here for the whole three hours (laughs) yeah yeah i'll still listen to the story i want to still want the background (laughs) and then so i worked as an asm it was an it was just a blast of an experience and the, and when i was there there was a couple times that when we were doing the rehearsals a couple times a an actor wouldn't make it and i'd just jump up and go ah, hey i'll do it I'll, I'll read their lines and just to give it a shot yeah why not so i was i was so i'm watching them going okay that like i never thought i could do anything like this and so i so i took a shot at that and then kept working backstage on a few other shows getting to meet people and then the word got out that i'm a singer okay. I, I i was in a couple a couple hard rock bands with some with some good friends so yeah having a having a singer background and obviously they were like hey hey man like we we could really use a a guy that can sing and i'm like okay sure yeah i'd love to try and i did a few auditions didn't really get anywhere but i got some good advice uh from a couple good people including mr dan white who uh who was very encouraging and really he just took i can't remember everything he said but it was just a couple minutes and it was like you took a couple minutes with me to talk to me specifically about this and uh there's another one i did an audition right in a in a bar sitting at a table having a couple drinks with uh (laughs) uh it was with with mr vince quinn correct me if i'm wrong if vince just recently passed oh. he was a longtime member of the theater and a, and a good man and he gave me a g- great audition also in the theater <laughs> a proper adi- audition and then uh, one day uh it was a show called i love you you're perfect now change yeah. i came out to the auditions and I worked hard they told me what songs to learn i i, I learned them down to a t and auditioned and it turns out i was the only guy that came that really came out and was and was cast so for about a month i was the only guy and then they put together this just a wicked amount of people uh tara norman oh my goodness i forget everybody's now uh agneta chekowitz trevor morris mike i sorry buddy i can't remember your last name right now i'm panicking and uh everybody that was involved was just wicked and and totally experienced so even on the first meeting i remember sitting there and everybody's going through their their resumes some people had gone to school for it and stuff and and they've done all these different shows and stuff and i'm sitting back i'm like and it comes to me and i'm like i was in hard rock bands <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, i it, it felt like i got the look of what huh? <laughs> why are you here but it was not not it was definitely not that case and and i had such a cool experience with everybody that i got to perform and learn from like i most of my scenes i think were with uh, t- with tara norman and tara was just just guided me and then and our and the musical director sarah joy 
I love you. You changed the way I sang in a in a positive, in a really good way. You taught me a lot more about my how to how to handle my voice. And uh, with Sarah, it was a, it was a I had a wonderful connection during the during that time too because we I'll never forget we're it was they finally got one other guy to audition, <laughs> and we're standing beside each other. And I, sir, I hope you're listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm not being insulting, but he couldn't find the key. So we're standing two feet from each other, and he and he's singing, and he's pulling me right out of the key. And being in bands and stuff, I, we, it was always a visual thing. You look at your different band members and ki- take visual cues and stuff. So I'll never forget. I, I sat there, and I cu- I just couldn't get find the find the key. And I said, and I stopped him. I said, I just took over. I said, I'm sorry. We're gonna do something. I said, here's you hold up the music. You you look over the top. You look at Sarah, and you stand right here. And I walked about ten feet away from the guy, and I could. See see Sarah laughing and then I nailed it because I got I, I could hear her instead of instead of the sorry sir whoever you are and I because I, I knew the key that whole experience thrown right into a whole bunch of vignettes being able to do a couple different characters and stuff I learned so much from that show it was amazing fun so that was that's where that was what got my feet wet and got me the love so many things to ask you about and I guess personally I'm super interested there's a lot that I'm interested in. but the the rock band thing can you tell me more about that that sounds super cool yeah uh again it was when I was growing up I was in and always in the uh, going Catholic school, so we'd always sing in choirs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was always told I had an okay, had a good voice and stuff. I mean, just but I never thought anything of it. And then in my early 20s, I started hanging around with some friends. They're all in bands. I'm like, this is so cool. And I could play a little tiny, tiny bit of guitar and stuff. But I just hung out with them. And then uh, for, I'm not kidding, 10 years, I carried my friends' gear. Uh, helped them set up shows and whatnot. Because, well, it got me in for free. And, I got, and it got me a few beers. <laughs> and a good evening. And then, uh, and then one year, uh, my old buddy uh, Shane, uh, Shane and uh, and he was uh, trying to put together another band, and he we'd met this guy Jess Beauchamp, who is the brother of Carrie Beauchamp, whom theater people all know. He's a, he's a very very good friend of mine from back in our childhood. They were jamming, trying to put together this band, and I was I was sitting in another room, and my friend's wife uh, I was singing a song, and then she goes, "Get your mm, down there and audition." I'm like, "What?" She goes, That's what, that was incredible. She thought the, the guy was there. I'm like, no, it's just me it's singing along. So I, oh, fine. We, we got all the music. They got all the, uh, uh, another guitar player, uh, Jay Legay, and, and, uh, and a bass player, Jeff Murphy. And the five of us got in the room. They're like, oh, hand me a mic. And they were like, okay, Kip, go for it. And I sang in that band for two years. Wow. And that was my first, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I get to be a lead <laughs> singer in a band. It was amazing. <laughs> And it was it was such a great experience there and stuff, and then ended up a few years later joining up another group of guys. All of them are great friends still, and jammed and uh, did that for a little while. But uh, I think I got too old to be uh, when you're in your late thirties and you got kids and a mortgage and responsibilities. You kind of grow out of out of the bar scene and wanting to hang out in a bar with a bunch of drunks. I did try one other band a few years ago, and but what that was. Six, almost six years ago, and gave that a go, but life got in the way again, and it was other. And uh, they're called uh, Aces High. If anybody in town, Aces High, they still play there. Oh, amazing guys, <laughs> amazing group. Got, yeah, I got to sing with them for a couple months, and it was great. Uh, actually, jamming. We were doing a re- re- rehearsal, and then I t- I left and I went off to a an audition for Beauty and the Beast. So my voice was just 
peak. <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've just been warming up for the past two hours, boys. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> Going from, yeah, singing hard, classic hard and hard rock to singing Be Our Guest yeah. from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> like, okay, this what is a, a weird transition. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how do you compute that in your, in your brain? So I'm curious. So here you are. You're very sensible. You're wearing a golf t-shirt and and a nice <laughs> cap and looking very professional and sensible. But I'm wondering, what did hard rock band Kip look like? Um, in the beginning, <laughs> shorts and a wife beater. <laughs> the the white undershirt. I shouldn't say wife beater. That's uh, probably not PC anymore. And uh, my friends were joking about oh, I, that I'd have to uh, gr- uh, grow my hair long and get tattoos. I'm tattoo free and I, I probably even right now I'd, I'd throw on just throw on a t-shirt and jeans and jo- go jump on the stage as is uh, that's I was not too crazy and too wild with the hair or anything I but uh, yeah nothing too out of the ordinary but I probably wear crazier things on the stage from the theater so uh, fair enough fair point <laughs> That's so interesting. I just pictured, I don't know, because you've got such a youthful exuberance. And I, I don't know, I don't know what I was picturing. Maybe like some leather and like spikes and like... Rah! Well, I, I, my other side hobby is, uh, is not motorcycles and leather, but I, but I also own a classic car. So I'm a, and I'm also a member of the Sarnia Street Machines, a car I inherited from my father, uh, a 1928 Ford. And if Brian Austin is ever listening, I'm going to keep reminding you, Theater Sarnia was established in 1928, as old as my car, so we could have a little fun with this. And Ian, if you're listening, haha, the promotional. I want my car in a theater promotion. (laughs) That's a clever idea. idea. I don't know if they listen to the show or not. I hope so. I do too. I do. I'm constantly surprised when people say that they do listen to it though. So it's lovely. Okay. So then the other thing that I wrote down feverishly was that you went to broadcasting school. Yes. That's super interesting. Yeah, um, I started out at uh, at Lambton College, and they had a program for broad. I was originally in computer programming. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it didn't really suit me, as, and because uh, I didn't want to be like I remember sitting in the in a computer lab at 4 a.m. and trying to figure out where uh, where a problem was in a piece of software. And I'm thinking this is not for me. And then I wanted to kind of do something artistic for my family, very artistic. Uh, like I said, my father building a hot rod. That's hit. That was and tinkering that and building stuff. That was his art. My mother is a wonderful painter. My sister is a painter and artist. Growing up, I was constantly surrounded by art. So performing it ended up becoming my art. So yeah, I got into broadcasting, did a couple of years there, bit at Lambda College, and then went off to Niagara College in Welland. Uh, and actually, uh, even uh, our city, Sarnia City Councilor, Mr. Brian White, who's a childhood friend, he joined me there. At, well, he was a year on, year under below me, and uh, he ended up uh, finishing there from there. So there you go, Brian White. <laughs> check out check out some of his uh, films, and he's done some wonderful, beautiful films. Okay, so it was more the film side of things that was interesting to you at the time. Yes, to, yes, it was. Yeah, I like yeah, I like the film side. I, I actually wish I, in hindsight, I kind of wish I stuck with my uh, original childhood dream was being a radio DJ, having li- grown, just growing up listening to music and listening to the DJs and stuff and listening to the banter and stuff. But I didn't think I could do it because I often found I have sometimes I'd 
stutter as a child and I couldn't collect my thoughts into something cohesive and be clear. I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. it was just something I could not do as a child and something, I guess, uh, time and growing up and especially uh, singing. And I've figured out how to get past most of that. But sometimes my brain just shoots way past it. And that's something sometimes that uh, is a little bit of a hindrance in the theater. <laughs> That is if, so uh, relatable. When me. we over, we, oh yeah, when we overthink things and you're mm-hmm. thinking five lines ahead and you lose focus on what you're, what's happening mm-hmm. in that very moment, it, you're gone. Every, yeah. I've taken some shows. Uh, we, many of us are responsible for taking shows into a left left turn that nobody expects. <laughs> Those are sometimes the best shows, though, as an audience member, especially when you can cut. You're like, wait a minute, something. Are they making this up as they go? Like, that's sometimes the most exciting thing. Well, I think from what I've heard and how you started out behind the stage and then you just jumped on the stage here and there and then you got pulled into it and then, you know, somebody heard you singing and just pulled you mm-hmm. into be. I think you probably sell yourself short and you've got a lot more talent than you realize. And might I add, podcasting's pretty great. <laughs> And you can edit out anything that maybe you yes. don't like. So if ever you need someone to teach you how to do a podcast, I'd be happy because like uh, that's a, that's been a consideration of mine for a little while. And uh, conversation with a certain friend who we've had, we've been wanting to do this something like that for a couple of years. Just dive right in and let's just do it. Just do it. <laughs> like honestly, you know, it's never it's never too late. And sometimes you have to. Speaking from personal experience, because I am riddled with self-doubt but I also have this other voice in there that's like you get it done young lady that's enough of this sometimes you just (laughs) got to convince yourself and just go for it and that was the biggest thing with the for me with the theater is not knowing I could do it uh again I I was I wasn't here I was in my uh in my 30s I'd been in bands yes so I I so the stage thing I kind of had a I'd already gotten a feel for it especially being a singer you got to talk to the audience and mm-hmm. and engage them and stuff and you're and you want to perform and do things and dance and stuff to to entertain yeah. so when I when I stepped up on the theater stage it was instantly comfortable it was immediately a, a place that I wanted to be and uh, the one story is I'll never ever forget the moment those curtains first split in front of me it was we were doing uh, a few years ago what they used to do for the the uh, pre, uh the shows would they do a preview night so they do a night and every single they'd show they do a snippet sometimes they yeah. the director would grab a small a few people just to do a scene but our show was pretty close to being staged so we had all of the actors and it was <laughs> our entire cast and my, myself and Tara Norman, uh, she's in a, in a nude suit with as as Eve. I'm in nude Spanx with a little leaf on the front. That's it. And I remember, I'll never forget the curtains opening. And on the left side of the stage uh, or the audience, I looked. I could see over the this little old lady, and she covered her eyes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is where I want to be. <laughs> I, this is the greatest. Like if I having that kind of reaction, oh, no. and 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 I've enjoyed having those weird reactions <laughs> and stuff. That you're there. I, there are so many stories from us on stage that we've seen in the audience when we're out there. Sound of Music. I had the incredible opportunity to be a Captain Von Trapp in the Sound of Music. I'll never forget. 
we're get it's the scene where the Nazis have are putting on a show and the Von Trapp family has to perform and I'm getting ready to sing Edelweiss and I'm standing there and I I'm looking straight down one of the aisles and I see this lady fighting with somebody to get away and we had Nazi flags draped on the sides of the stage at the doors so she fi- she fights her way away comes marching straight down the aisle right in front of me and i'm standing there and and our musical director's in the pit he's looking at me going what the heck's going on like what do we do what do we do to start the song he he didn't see what's behind him Uh, (laughs) and she walks over grabs one of the flags rips it down throws it on the ground and i'm standing there with my hands behind my back and and at attention and and I looked over and watched her. I gave her a nod, and I waited a moment for her to uh, go and sit down. Looked over at Sai, gave him a quick little nod, and then we began. And then we performed. Huh? So, oh my gosh! Like I can't believe that we're watching this. Wow! Like, it turned. I actually spoke. I got. A, I got a chance to speak to. It was a. I saw her in the in the lobby afterwards, and I went up to her. And I was like, okay, what's what the heck was that? And I went up to her. I'm like. Hi, hi, ho, ho, I really hope you enjoyed the show. And she's oh, it was wonderful and amazing. I had such a great time. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and I spoke to her niece, who the one she was actually fighting with, and she says she had she has Alzheimer's, so she oh. obviously didn't remember the whole show and oh. what had happened. And she, and it turned out that her uh, brother was captured in, by the Nazis in World War II and killed. So she had just something in her something in her head yeah. clicked, and it, no. That's wrong, and and I and I and and I was really happy finding that out because I I I I felt I respected what she was doing by taking that let let her have that moment, Mm -hmm. let her feel something that that let let her remember her she got to remember her brother, Mm -hmm. which is just and with somebody with Alzheimer's, that can Mm -hmm. be a that can be a wonderful thing that Mm -hmm. wonderful power Mm -hmm. that we get to again we get to enjoy in the theater that those reactions from our crowds and the, the things that happen out there. And, and uh, the other side story is that that moment, uh, Ian Alexander was sitting in the, it was uh, watching and he, uh, he actually want, because of that moment, he wanted to uh, stage the producers by Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah, we had a great chat about that. And then he, that he, when he reminded me that why he wanted to do the, do the producers, I'm like, I so want to be in that show. And I actually got to be part of the ensemble on that. And the, we had a little joke saying, oh, ha ha, Captain Von Trapp was a Nazi in, in my show. <laughs> but doing those shows and getting that reactions and what we get to see, the funny stories and the, coming out of the crowd are amazing to me. I think that and it's just so... Oh having having that effect on people by performing yeah. is yeah. is so powerful i'm so glad you went and spoke with her and her her niece was it her niece yeah, yeah her niece or daughter i can't remember a family exactly. member anyway that, yeah. that was able to clarify because i mean you can infer you know mm-hmm. what that was but it's good to hear and to also know that she did enjoy the show as well so that she wasn't you know traumatized or upset by it yes now, it's the power. It's the power of performing in the power yeah, of theater and yeah. live theater that we get to. Like I said, we get to see. There's a the the crowd doesn't realize we how much more we get to see. Because yes, we have to pretend like we're looking up at a mountain or something. Or mm-hmm. but you do see. We see stuff. You still see stuff out of the corner of your eye, and you hear different things from the crowd and stuff, and you hear those reactions, and it's just incredible. One other quick one was uh, my first show. I had to pee my pants. Using a, a, a hidden um, balloon with it, and 
that was that was me. I'm on the on the the, one, the front of the stage and doing that, and and sl- and slowly my pants. I had tan pants that were slowly getting as it's running down my leg and you, f- you hear the first row start chuckling then the second row okay. and then the third fifth tenth all the way t- and you hear a slow wave as as everyone starts seeing to it realize. as as it, they realize what's going on it's just what we get to experience as performers is so much more powerful than anyone realizes huh. you have thoroughly inspired me because to be perfectly honest with you only been in two shows but both times I am looking in the audience. I am too scared. I was either looking at Frank, you know, for cues, or yep, I was yep. looking down. There was even my first show, I wouldn't even look at the other actors. I was so scared that I would just, luckily it worked for the character. But now I am, I, you've inspired me once I get to have that chance to be back on the stage. I am. I'm going to look in the audience and, and have yeah. that experience. I had to do that, especially in the, being in a band. That's what you ha- you have to engage with them. You, you got uh, you got to look at, it, I, I think it's the old trope from some, some maybe, uh, I think it's Dave Grohl who says, I want to make sure the guy in the very back at the balcony sitting behind a pole has a good night. Yeah, and that's something you had. So I had to engage. I always felt a feedback when I get the uh, an, uh, crowd's uh, reaction. So it's something I've kind of I, I was aware of. And then again, in the theater, you 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 pay attention. I paid attention to that. It's just something that was in me. I'd always known and feeling that feedback. And sometimes at the and that's where we, and I know you've experienced is that when we when we do a show at the end, if you whether or not you get a standing ovation or not, with that exhilaration at the end of the show and the crowd is clapping and you hear the cheering and stuff that's a drug that's a <laughs> it's a such a great oh, yeah. you feel accomplished you've done something you've entertained them they're laughing they're smiling they're what then and then out you had it run out to the lobby afterwards and you see them and they're coming as they're coming out the doors and you get all these wonderful kudos and wonderful uh, feedback from people killer moments with those the one uh, that i'll never forget too with uh, when you go out to the lobby it was when we did uh looking and uh, I'm I'm standing behind my 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 beautiful friend Liz, and we had somebody come up to us and say, so so where are you guys? From? Are you guys from Toronto? You guys professionals from Toronto? We're like Liz and I looked at each other and we're like, no, we're from Sarnia. <laughs> we're local. <laughs> we're all local. We're all just volunteers. I'm like, what? And and even when I did Beauty and the Beast and stuff, we the compliments that every person got their own unique compliments. In that show, I was uh, Lafou. It was a character I, I embraced, grabbed, and I wanted to elevate him in a, in a unique way, make him a, more of a, a standout character than he was in the movies and stuff. And I, somebody told me that I did better performance of LeFou than somebody had done professionally and that they saw in Detroit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank, that's awesome. Good. Then I've done my job. And, and yeah, those feedback, that it's like I said, it's a wonderful drug to get from the, from the crowd and the audience. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm curious about, do you have a process when you're making your character? How do, what does that look like for you? Well, it be, as always, it begins a bit with the, uh, with the script. I, I'll have an initial reaction just based on the script, how this person is saying things, how they react to different uh, situations and stuff. And from there, uh, the second thing, it comes down to building the look. I, I love the I love the fact that people are uh, very uh, they try and do different different things to alter their looks and stuff to find that character and develop them that way because I I find I find sometimes having in my head the idea of 
even with, I'll talk with the costumers and get an idea what the what what I'm going to be wearing, so I can kind of get that feel, get that idea, and then I'll think about my hair. I'll think about uh, different makeup, actually, and a little bit. Of, and sometimes it's just been a bit, a little bit of research in the show. Uh, Sound of Music. Uh, Richard Teske. He asked us to actually because these were real people, and it has been staged so many times. He wanted us to do some research on the real people. Mm. So I looked into Georg von, Tra- von Trapp. At the time, I just had a, had a goatee and stuff. And I noticed that he had in some pictures. He had a mustache. And I'm like, I'm not a mustache <laughs> guy. No, but he had a full beard and, he had, and hair was well groomed and stuff. And I thought, I like that. So I, I grew out a beard for the first time in my life. And obviously, I've kept you, it. You like uh, it. <laughs> I, I like it. My wife likes it. So I'll develop my look. And I, I, I'm not afraid to shave or do different things. I've done uh, for mini fests. I've done handlebar mustache. I love that idea of, especially the look really brings out the character more and more and helps you get into that mode of, okay, now, now I know how this person talks. Now I know how the person reacts with the different, to the different people in the situations. And I know my look. And then I find it, I, it's always finalized in probably the last two weeks before the show because then we're we're, all, we're all usually uh, rehearsing in our costumes by then and hopefully i've learned my all of my lines by then some which is always a difficult process <laughs> and how do you go about learning your lines what's your process oh. <laughs> That's a i'm gonna yeah i'll groan at that one it's oh i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not gonna say i have any any, any issues with like add or anything but i really have a tr- trouble focusing on it I, I find i learn more when we are rehearsing than anything else because i can sit down in my living room and i can read and read and read and say it out loud i know other people use different processes of recording the other actors and stuff but if when i'm around other people and rehearsing it sinks in much faster mm-hmm. uh because it's that interaction. I've even done so, some things. Uh, I, I know Jay Peckham has helped me very, very much a lot in the past. He's encouraged me to stand up and walk around and do things as we're doing it, and he'll make me back up. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that couple steps backwards. Okay, let's do it again. With my attention span, sometimes it's, yeah, I need to be. It needs to be really driven into me. Uh, it's it's all. It's always just been a struggle. I can learn a song in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But but the lines uh, but the lines of a play. One of these days, it's gonna click. I hope. I hope. I really hope. I'm just, I'm just not gonna stop trying. <laughs> what what is it? Of, I struggle too, like profusely. What is it about a song that you can you can learn it so much quicker? You because maybe I've all, I've always associated words with the melody because I, I I'm saying it in a certain way and then I'm doing it and then and then those words mm-hmm. are associated and and this, and when you have the music going. I have something to associate to it. Unlike just saying words in, into an open space to nobody, I have nothing to associate it with. I've, I'll, I'll walk around my living room and try and do, try and do, and develop and and practice my blocking and stuff. Uh, Music is a much easier thing to learn, I, I find. But it's oh. but learning a lot of lines for a bigger play is is that's what I, that's what I want. That's those are the things I want to do and continue doing. It, so it sounds kind of like it's the so the rhythm of you know the interaction with another person that makes it come together for you. Oh my gosh, I wish that learning music was easy for me. So I love that you <laughs> that that is something. And it's interesting how everybody is so different. I find it fascinating how everyone is so different in terms of learning their lines. I was just talking with uh, Brittany Jenkins and she 
she learns, I don't even know how her brain processes this, but she'll have a line and she'll memorize the first letter of each word. Yeah, I've heard that one. Wow, that I, I think that's a wicked talent. Like, I, I, that's I'm like double memorizing. That. That's like you've yeah. got to memorize and then you memorize. I was blown away by that. I'm lucky if it sticks at all. Never mind. <laughs> double mem- memorizing. But I do have to agree with you. It, it is a lot easier for me as well to be with. And, and it's important to me, at least, to learn a little bit of the other lines. Because if something goes awry... You've mm-hmm. got to be able to think on your feet. Yes, yes. Uh, that's uh, that's for thinking on your feet. That's I, I'm going to say is with the beautiful uh, friendship I have with Jay and having uh, Jay's dragged me around to a couple of uh, improv. He and uh, Dan White uh, used to do an uh, an improv show. Uh, <laughs> I which I can't remember your group again, boys. It's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> And uh, but I got I got to I got to do some improv and learn about it and dive in with both feet and really just try it. That was a wild, wild experience to to be funny, think fast. And especially something with guys like Jay and Dan, who are very experienced and very learned guys. And and the other people that I got to uh, do the improv with were all very experienced. And I'm I'm I got to and again, I know it's probably selling myself short that. I got to do that kind of thing with these with these learned, experienced people, but they did. They also guided me. They, I was, I, I knew when I jumped off that precipice, I was not alone. Yeah. And they were right there with me to help me and guide me and stuff. And when we when we have to think fast in that theater, whew, <laughs> yeah, you got to think real fast. And uh, even even uh, my friendship with uh, with Trevor Morrison and uh, the things I've gotten to do with him, that man. I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> quite frankly, I just love you. Uh, you you're, you're another one that's helped guide me. And you, you don't know you're doing it, but you're doing it. And uh, the other, uh, Sean Chapman, uh, he was another one. Uh, when he, when we'd sing and stuff, he'd give me a look and maybe point at something that I'm physically, I shouldn't be doing or something, give me a dirty look and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I got somebody who's been who is learned and and experienced and guiding me, and I love that. I'm like, oh, you said, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And and the and the wonderful ladies, uh, Liz Walton. My God, you want to experience on uh, having to be fast on your feet and be ready for anything? Be on stage with that woman. She is <laughs> another one person I love and force of nature. When you, she because she is she's an <laughs> She's everything when it comes to that theater. She's so good at everything. She just attacks her performance and stuff that you, if you're not ready, you got to keep, you, you better keep up. And I've, I'm so lucky that I'm, I've, I, she, that we, I get to call her one of my stage wives. I've, been, I've shared the stage with her three times, three times, Liz, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and it, every time is, was awesome to do shows with her. And uh, yeah, she, Everybody, it's, it's a, if, if anyone is listening to this and wants to try theater, just go for it. Try it. You never know because there is this hidden guidance that we all get. I'm sure you've seen the same thing, Dallas, that we, 
you you don't know where you don't know where it's coming from, but all of a sudden somebody's giving you a little uh, a little whisper of something. It could be it could be from one of the kids, uh, somebody that's been in the in the theater for doing this for thirty years. Everybody's got these really cool experiences, and they know things, and they, and sometimes they see things that maybe help make the, your performance better. And maybe, or maybe compliment theirs. You're never alone on that stage. Never. Even when there's nobody around, you are never alone. And that's, that's the, that theater's, yeah, it's a wicked family like that. I think it's important, <laughs> important to note, though, you have to have a willingness to be guided. And I could see. Yes. I, I mean, in this brief interaction with you, I could see see you being a wonderful person to try and teach anything because you're just so warm and <laughs> Thank enthusiastic you. and you know obviously people are are interested in guiding you on these things and yeah I think that definitely speaks a lot to you as well yes it does like I said it could because it elevates everybody on the stage if if I take what I'm doing even even if it's in the background, you're part of the ensemble. If I take, if I get to take it up a little bit better because somebody is, somebody is, is, is that much more, or it takes them up more, it adds to the shows and stuff. It, yeah, it's so, it's so great to, and I've, I've had, I've had little opportunities to share things and help somebody maybe give ideas and take those ideas. And that's part of the luck I've had with the people I've got to perform with that they know I'm, that I'm, I'm open-minded and knowing they're open-minded. Sometimes they're like, Oh no, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, how, how do I help? And in listening to the different directors that I've had over the years and stuff and listening to what they want and trying out different things and stuff, you're exactly right. You have to be open-minded and to listen and be criticized. Not every criticism is negative. Sometimes there, it, it, they, that person might sound frustrated or something, but if you listen to the message, you're you're going to get a lot more out of it and be able to contribute more to it because that message is what's most important. Mm -hmm. Love that. That's a perfect perspective. So what what's uh, what's coming up next for you, theater wise? Theater wise, I'm gonna sit in the audience on and drink a beer <laughs> and enjoy what everyone's doing right now. Um, well, I was just talking with Jay the other day, and the, the conversation we're we're having it was about uh, the one acts are coming back. Mm -hmm. That's if you want to get into theater, anybody that's done theater, do a one act. The uh, Ontario Drama League used to do uh, what's called what was called mini fests as well. Oh, that yeah. was one where we stage a show, travel to a city, perform the show. But and those in the one acts, if you want to get your feet wet and and try something, those are so much fun because there's a lot less pressure. You're not you're not doing 15 performances. Sometimes and the, and the creativity is, is often very open. So I've had I've had I've got to do some I'll pull up my little list here. <laughs> there's one show Trevor, I love you brother. I can't remember the show we did, but we did an, uh, this uh, did a uh, mini fest in in the style of Evil Dead and it was so wickedly fun. Everything fit together. Uh, I've done uh, Lady of Larkspur Lotion with uh, Sean and Ellis and uh, and, Car and Carissa Teske. God, the, the amazing, the triumphant embarrassment of Willie Last, Liz Walton. I forget everybody. Everybody we uh, got to do that in another show. Uh, summer pe people like you get to you could you could be a lead in it. You could be a small part, but it's uh, there are no small parts because everything in those one acts contributes to it and. Mm -hmm so much fun 
so much fun. So when the uh, when the one acts are announced for auditions, I, I'm going to jump back. I I might do that because I'm uh, kind of taking. I like I said, I want to take a set. I'm going to take a little seat back. The last show I I got to do was learning the lines was a struggle, but it was the most rewarding show. And uh, and not to make anyone cry, it was I got to, I was directed by Anthony Anthony Fracalanza, man I called my little brother. I love him, uh, miss him dearly. That was a that was a real special show. I got to do a full comedy drama. Uh, I got I got to be with Liz, uh, Marnie, Austin, uh, Ned, and 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 having and I hate to say it, one of the last show the last things that uh, Anthony got yeah. to do, but it was such a special show. And I I sat after that show I sat back exhausted mentally and physically. It was so much fun uh, and so rewarding to do. It was it was a it was a real challenge for me and uh, and I got and I got to reach a reach a point that I'd never thought I would before. I think if uh, if we can get to where Anthony you know all the lives that were touched and everyone who says <sighs> his name is mm-hmm. radiates warmth and love. Um, yes. That I think that shows you've you've had a good a good life. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah, he t- a couple of our uh, theater friends uh, when they got married, uh, Ian and Catherine, uh, when they got married, I got to spend mo- we got my wife and I got to spend most of the evening with with Anthony. And I'll never I will. And it, it was it was it was in February just before the co- before COVID shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So we're like, two, we're, I remember we were sitting there. He and I were chatting about, we're all chatting about it and stuff, and what was going on and things and things happening and stuff. And that, but I got to spend that extra time with Anthony, and it was that I I'm so happy that I got that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even even wasn't feeling that great that night, and I and uh, he he muscled through it and stay, and we got to spend a couple extra hours, and I drove him home afterwards and stuff. And it was yeah, it was a magical night that I'll never ever trade for anything. Mm-hmm kind of surreal looking back yes Uh, Mm -hmm. oh yeah totally surreal so forgive me for abruptly changing things but my my laptop will come bust if we go over an hour um okay we are at 51 (laughs) minutes so i i like to give you the last couple minutes like if there i usually like to ask people you know if there's a specific Thing that they want to plug or anything they want to bring awareness to it doesn't have to be theater related it can be a side hustle the, uh if i'm gonna plug anything that extra to uh, to this thing uh two things uh coming up will be the uh, food drive uh, anthony's hope uh if anybody listens to this bring some food out bring some cash out or whatever d- donate to that i can't remember the date off the hand but to uh, follow theater starting for that that and as a member of the Sarnia Street Machines, we are bringing back our car shows this summer. We're planning. We're going to do it. It's going to be in Canaterra. Uh, proceeds are going to Pathways for Children. I want Canata- the center part of the Canaterra Park. I want to see more cars than anybody's ever seen in their lives in that park. So uh, what kind of I'm cars a- are, are welcome that show pretty well anything um i i like i said i've got a i've got a, a 1928 ford i've seen new camaros and and whatnot if you've got a nice car and if there's young people listening i i, I want to see i want to see your hondas i want to see your tuner cars coming out some uh, you, you put a lot, a lot of time in your subaru and you and you think you've got nice rims and you've been t- put some accessories on it bring it out boy <laughs> come on girls girls there's girls out there hot rodding now mm-hmm. bring out your cars ladies 
I want to I want to fill it up with because everybody loves when you, when you come to a car show. There's huge cross section of people that it's amazing just to see how many people come out and I have I I have such a fun time I'm running around all over the place I'm running for the vice president of our of our club uh, next month so it's uh, so I'm going to be all over the literally all over the place and uh, it's it's so much fun so if you're proud of it proud of your your ride come on down that's kind of the idea heck yeah Yep, that's that's the idea. We're going to be announcing the dates, uh, which uh, be uh, end of July, uh, July twenty sixth, I believe it is, uh, June twenty sixth, sorry, and August fourth. We're going to do another. We'll do the two there. So, awesome. it's so worth it, and it's family friendly. Mm-hmm. We've got music playing. We got it's a it's a good time. That's uh, so nice to hear those words, uh, like those summer months. Yes. Yeah, yep. I want to see 50,000 people in the middle of, the, of Canada Terra. <laughs> I like it. I like the challenge. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. I, your, your enthusiasm is contagious, and I am so, so grateful that you made the time for me and, and prepared for the interview and yes. shared all these wonderful stories. Yeah, thank you very much. No, thank you, Dallas. Thank you for doing this because it, 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 it's a little, I guess, a little acknowledgement for some of us that are performing. We put a lot of time and effort into those shows that we do and stuff, and getting to be us doesn't really happen very often. And this is awesome to get to tell our stories a little bit. And you like, I'm like, I was so happy when you contacted me. I was like, yeah, I get to be Sarnia fan. Oh, so thank goodness. Talking. I always feel like such a creep <laughs> messaging people. Like, oh, we've never you, talked, but. The more and more people that see this, are the more and more people are going to be, I wonder if I'll get my chance. I want, I want a chance. You're making me blush. Okay. Good. On that Good. note. Um. The verbal diarrhea is going to come back as soon as I get a compliment. I can't handle it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank, thank you, thank Dallas. You. Um, enjoy your evening. I will. You too. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye. We'll talk soon. <laughs> okay, kids, that's all for this week. Next week, Lee Baisley joins me fresh from his run of Fox on the Fairway. See you then.